0: James chapter 2 verses 1 to 9. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there, or sit down at my feet? Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers. Has not God chosen those who are poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor man, Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honourable name by which you are called? If you really fulfil the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbour as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. (laughs) The end of chapter one, James gave us three simple tests that you can apply to see if your faith is genuine. A person whose religion is real, he said, keeps his tongue under control, cares for those who are in need, and works hard to stay pure in a dirty, sinful world. In chapter two, James is still writing about what pure religion looks like, And he's not finished with the subject of how a real Christian relates to the poor. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. What James means by partiality is best explained with the help of an illustration, and James gives us one in verses 2, 3 and 4. If a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man you stand over there or sit down at my feet have you not made distinction among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? It's a common enough situation, you could imagine something similar happening in any church on a Sunday morning. Imagine you're standing at the door, shaking hands with people, giving out hymn books, and this big flashy beamer rolls up and stops right outside the door, two wheels on the footpath. Out gets a guy in an Armani suit. He goes round and opens the passenger door for the missus, fur coat, jewellery, nothing flashy, just class written all over them. The lady's having a bit of difficulty negotiating the front step with her high heels, but just then a young lad, one of the local drunks, appears from around the corner, looking like he's just sobered up and decided it's time for a bit of religion. Didn't have time for a bath or to change his clothes, the ones he slept in the night before. He spies the beamer, the lady in the heels and the guy in the suit, He looks sheepishly at you and he's thinking to himself, maybe I should leave it till next week. A split second decision is called for. Are you going to reach out a hand to steady the lady or are you going to put an arm round the lad and say to him, come on in son, glad to see you. Come on, I'll find you a seat. If you see to the lady first, you know what's going to happen. That lad will disappear back around the corner and you might never see him again. James would say that's partiality. What's the problem with partiality? Well, the problem is it's totally out of tune with the heart of God. The Bible says partiality is not good. To show partiality is not good, Proverbs 28, 21. Or you shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honour the person of the mighty. In righteousness you shall judge your neighbour. That's Leviticus 19 verse 15. And remember Peter said in Acts 10, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. And partiality is not consistent with what Jesus did. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Or Luke 4, 18 and 19. Jesus himself said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And, as well as that, to show partiality is not consistent with how God is working in the world today. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-29 For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, And don't kid yourself that rich people and successful people are a better asset to the church. James is way ahead of you in that. Verses 5 to 7. Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called?' Sure, there are exceptions, but by and large, rich people are not an asset. It's often the rich and important people who give the church most grief. The bottom line is this. Partiality is sinful. Verse 9. If you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. It is just not fitting for a Christian. Partiality shows up a deeper problem and James hints at that in verse 4. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Let me explain what he means. If you think about it, there might be times when it would be right to give preference to that rich man in James' illustration. If you did, it might look like you were showing partiality, but in fact you wouldn't be. Suppose, for example, the rich man's hearing isn't too good. Well, it might be a good idea to show him to a seat at the front. Or if he's an elderly gentleman, it would be good manners and right, according to God's word too, to show him respect and ask a young person to give up a seat. Or if he holds some position for which he ought to be honoured, suppose he's the local mayor. God tells us to honour those who are in authority. Sometimes it might look like you're showing partiality, but in fact you're not. What makes the difference is your motivation. James says in verse 8, If you really fulfil the law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbour as yourself, you do well. If you look after the rich man out of sincere Christian love, you're doing something good. That's not sinful. So are you motivated by the royal law? That's the question. And with that thought, I think we're getting closer to that deeper problem that partiality exposes. Partiality reveals evil thoughts. It shows up sinful motives. Most of the time, let's face it, when you favour the rich man, there is no good reason for it. You are showing partiality. Maybe you're doing it because you fear his power and you don't want to annoy him. Maybe it's because you want him to like you. Maybe you're doing it because if you can be good mates with somebody rich and successful, people will say, wow, look at him and the company he's keeping. Maybe you're doing it because you hope you might get something from him. But let's be kind and say you're doing it because you think he has something to give to the church that the poor man cannot give. Whatever. Your motive is not to glorify God. You're not properly representing the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Your ends are not his ends. You're on the make. It's all about you. Selfish motives, sinful motives, evil thoughts. And your partiality is what brings your evil thoughts to light. Do you see that? James has given you another useful test of the genuineness of your religion. A simple, practical test that cuts right to the core. Do you show partiality? Before you try to answer that question, remember that partiality isn't just about making a distinction between rich people and poor people. There are other kinds of partiality. Jim's story about the rich man and the poor man is only an illustration. You can favour the rich over the poor. You can favour successful people over the ones who struggle. And clever people over daft people, and good-looking people over ugly people, and clean people over smelly people. And then there's the whole sectarian thing. You could favour Protestants over Catholics. And what about racism? You can favour white people over coloured people, or people who speak English over people who do not. And maybe what is more likely to trip you up is prejudice against certain kinds of sinners. How do you feel about alcoholics showing up at your church or drug addicts? Some even show partiality when it comes to different kinds of Christians, Methodists, Charismatics. Are there any classes of people against whom you would show partiality? And there are different ways of showing partiality. It's not just about who gets the best seat. Who gets your time and attention? Who do you talk to? Who do you befriend? Who do you witness to? Who do you encourage? Who do you respect? Who will you take advice from? So now apply the test. Do you show partiality of any kind? If you do... Whatever motivates you, it's not God's glory. Your evil thoughts are exposed. Your heart is not so devoted to him as you thought. Your religion is not pure and undefiled. If you hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality, you've failed the test.